if you're a mortgage broker and you're feeling stressed about sales, you're not alone. Lots of people feel this way. Um, I get this con this question and this, this kind of statement come up, actually, not so much a question, a statement that people say, I don't like selling. I find it uh, uncomfortable and um, I'm not being very successful with it. And this is this comes up a lot. It's quite common. And so in this episode of the Mortgage Marketing Podcast today, I want to talk about why you could be frustrated with selling and give you three reasons that you could, or three things that you could focus on that could help you increase your sales in your business and address it. Or just look at it and look at it in a different way. That's the idea of today's episode. So let's do that right now. You're listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland, the show that helps mortgage brokers create impact and income by mastering content marketing. Let's, let's dive, dive straight, straight into, into it. it. So, like I said in today's episode of the podcast. Hope you're, hope you're well, first of all, having a great morning, afternoon, evening, whatever it is, the time of the day that you're watching this, whether it's live or whether you're watching it on the replay or listening to it on the podcast. And um, today I want to talk about why you are always frustrated with selling. Now, obviously it's a very, it's a very, uh, um, what's the word? Like It's a very like kind of assumptive thing. But what I'm trying to say is that sales is hard. Sales is something that many people struggle with. And um, the, I think a lot of the times the information about sales is, is, it's wrong. And I think people get, get given bad advice and sales is something I, I myself have never really had a problem with. Um, but, but I follow these fundamental three fundamental things that I, I learned many years ago from my very first boss in sales. He helped me with this type of stuff and it really, it really did transform everything. And so I want to share that with you today. Um, now I think that, and as I put here on this slide of here, it says that I find that a lot of people always find themselves getting frustrated and burnt out with the sales process. And that is in order to sell your, your to end all your selling frustrations, you should start doing these things. That's what I've just said. So the first thing, the first thing that, um, I think if you, if you're, if you're selling and you want to try and improve your, and not get frustrated is describe the deepest pain points of your desired audience. So your product as a broker, your service as a broker has to, has to, um, literally talk to someone's pain, someone's pain point. This is mentioned in the hundred million dollar offer book by Alex or Mosey, which if you haven't read, I'd highly, highly recommend you read that book. It's so good, but he talks about, he talks about that, about pain and, and that, that that's the first motivator for an ideal niche. But describing the ideal, the deepest pain points of your desired audience and knowing those is going to help you sell. Because if you are trying to sell to somebody and you don't know what those actual pain points are or have a very clear idea of what the what the average person in your ideal client's like avatar is, you will, you will like struggle. You'll struggle. It's just as simple as that. Now what's quite funny when it comes to these ideas of of pains is we, and I've had this conversation with clients and I, and I had this conversation with new clients all the time. It's quite, quite alarming and quite funny, actually, how they, how, when they realize the level in which we go with these deepest pain points. For example, one of the pain points that I had a discussion with a client a couple of months ago was that the, the, they are, they live in an affluent area. The cli ideal client lives in an affluent area. Parents are wealthy and their pain point is that they feel like they need to be as successful, if not more successful than their parents, and that their house reflects that because it's a direct reflection of their value and how much they've made. That is a pain point. Now, where that, now what's quite funny is people don't like to, to admit that. They don't like to think about that. But the truth is, 
that's why many people are motivated. I also work with a financial advisor. And one of the things that we were talking about was what is the pain point? One of the deepest pains for people with financial advice is this idea of this massive fear of, I have not got my pension sorted. And every year that goes by is another year that I'm delaying this thing that I know needs to get done. And I know that people are going to look at me when I'm older and feel like I, you know, didn't do anything. And I'm a bit of a, not a real adult. That's a big thing. That's a big problem. Now, why, why do I say that? Because this is the stuff that people don't talk about. People talk about, oh, your big deepest pain is you're not going to get the best rate. That is not what people care about. Not at all. They do not care about that. They care about what that rate's going to do. And the thing that's quite funny with this is it's with pain points is a lot of them are actually illogical. They're completely illogical. A lot of them are status driven, They're status motivated. They're selfishly motivated. Doesn't mean that it's, doesn't mean it's wrong. It means that you need to understand. So when you understand your pain point of your ideal client and the deepest pain point of their, them and not just what the superficial, what you've been taught in a Connell's training room pain point, you know, or, or read out of a, out of a general, like, you know, well, they want the best rate. No, they don't want the best rate. They don't care about the rate. The rate is what the rate is. Now, do you think they care about the rate, but it's not the rate. It's the it's what the rate gets them. And so when you can identify that, your sales will just be smooth. Super smooth. When I was a broker, my thing was, I realized when I was a broker, I, I worked with first-time buyers. That was my niche. And what I said well, a lot of the times we talk about this deepest pain is that describe that they're deep, that, oh, sorry, one more, the other way. Deepest pain was that I very much would say, I want, you know, I've, I've felt that people, when I was a first time buyer, I felt very lost, lonely, and confused. And I felt that there was lots of people out there helping people selling their house, but there was never anyone helping anyone buying a house. That was the pain, lost, lonely, confused. Because I was a, because you're first time buyers in a world where everyone feels, seems to know what they're doing and you don't have a clue. And you're trying to navigate this world of adulthood, really when you're that in as a first time buyer trying to navigate this world of adulthood and doing something very, very big. And you want to prove to everybody else that you're really good at it and you have no idea. And oftentimes they're going to come to an advisor or a broker before they come to their friends and family. And this is where we get this wrong. Oh, they speak to their friends and family. Not as much as you think because they want to prove they can do it right. Some people, not all, but some people, I want to prove I can do this. So they go and speak to an advisor. They go and have that help. So that is a pain point. And, and that's the type of thing that you've got to think about. From there, you look to the next one, which has already come up on the screen before, which is describe the benefits of your solution and what makes it a no-brainer. So when you identify a pain for your client and you know exactly what that pain is, the true deepest pains, the true deepest motivations, you can then present your benefits and the benefits of the solution you offer to them. So there's nothing worse than someone talking about something that you have no interest in. Nothing worse in, in a sales environment. Nothing worse at all than someone going, we offer this and this and this. And you're like, great, I didn't ask for any of that. If you start talking about fees, and my favorite one was like, we don't charge a fee. Why? I didn't say that I didn't want to not pay a fee. You know, that's the type of thing we have to think about. You've got to know when you know what your ideal client is. So like with my service, it's a done for, done with you, sorry. I coach people, I teach people. It's for long-term growth. It's for for building a brand that's going to stand the test of time. That's my, 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 um, my, 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 my kind of motivation and my, my goal. So it's knowing that 
if I'm talking to somebody who's literally giving me signals of, oh, you know, I just want to do it myself, don't have time, not I'm too busy, blah, blah, blah. They're just not the right person. So there's no point in me going, okay, let's talk about this thing because it's going to be so wrong. I've had a discovery call a couple of weeks ago and I was like on the call and just said, look, I don't think you're the right fit. Like you're completely wrong. Like what you just said, I, I think you should go to this person instead. Like that's the type of thing you have to be aware of is that knowing when you know who your ideal client is, you'll know. And the reason why I say that is because it goes about making this solution a no brainer, which is again in the book of the Alex Ormosi book, I said $100 million offers is make an offer that is so good. People feel stupid saying no, that's, that's what you've got to get to the point. And that only works with a specific audience. If that offer is tailored to their specific problems, it only works that way. And then, so if you are getting frustrated selling, that's because you're selling something to somebody who doesn't want it or doesn't understand why they need it. So because you haven't done the work to try and figure out how that thing fits together, it's like Lego. It's got to click. That is the most important thing. Working on your offer proposition. Now, something that's so funny with this is that many mortgage brokers, and they do do this, I speak to mortgage brokers all the time, who will be like, well, this is just a mortgage service. No, it's not. No, it's not. You offer a service that's different to every single person. You have access to the same tools in the toolkit, but how you put those together and how you use them is different, very different. One of my clients, Rebus, wicked. Those two lads are amazing at this stuff. That's a very different and unique service. If you check out their service, it's super unique super different. It's a very comprehensive first time buyer service. It's a very different service to somebody else I work with who has a very, you know, tailored high net worth done for you, you know, literally like just sign on the line and that's it. And I'll deal with everything else. That's a different thing. It's a very different service. And so the way they're packaged and the way, and, and, and that's what people don't get is that the offer should hit that pain point. If I'm somebody that's like, I have no time and I just need you to do it for me, and then you're talking about how you're going to teach me it all, nope, not interested. If I'm somebody on the other side who is like, I want to do it, you know, I, I want to learn and I want to understand that I need someone to help me, and then I say to you, I'll do it all for you, don't worry about it, no not going to work either. You've got to get the right tools. And this way it's understanding, are you done for you? Are you done with you? Is the client with you, the client that you're working with, are they interested in a done for you or done with you? This is important. So knowing how your product fits and how your mortgage business and your mortgage service specifically fits with your ideal clients and that niche in that market, that ideal client problem, that's going to make you stand out. That's going to make you sell more and you'll sell more effortlessly. That's the bit that's quite crazy is you will sell more without even trying, like without even trying, you're going to do more business and you'll make more money. I had a call with somebody yesterday. Won't give the names. I won't give the numbers either. Cause well, ah, so this person I was chatting to and they were like, yeah, I, you know, I did like 37,000 pound this month in business. And I was like, wow, that's really good. And he was like, yeah, he said, do you know what? I didn't even notice because he said, I did nothing different. It's just that it had swollen and grown and the, the ideal client and the offer had matched. And over time it worked. And it was an amazing, amazing feeling that we both, we just were like in this call, like, yeah, this is great. Well done. Because it was a thing of like, what they've done is done that. They identified a pain point. They identified how their offer could fix it. And they stuck them together and they consistently showed up. And that is how this stuff works. That's how you end up selling without realizing. And I do that. I have a waiting list of clients. I get to do, I just come here and I talk about all the stuff I know. There's no limits on what I say on these shows. There's not like, I don't have like gated paywalls and it's just, I'm going to tell you everything. And if you want to work with me and be and when, when they when the space, if you want to work with me, there's no space right now, but when they want to work with me and it's like 
like, yeah, then, then I, I work with you then. But there's no gate and there's no paywall. I know exactly who I'm trying to fix and exactly who I'm trying to work, help. And they, and they instantly sells on its own. And that leads me to my third and final point, which is never spend time with unqualified leads. Okay. Never spend time with unqualified leads. Always have a filter system that chases away broke or unserious leads. So this is very important. We talk about this with Calendly is my, is my go-to for this. You need to qualify those leads. If you are a one man band broker, and you're trying, your time is money. Like that is true. And I, and I, and it, what it is, my, everyone's time is money. Every hour, the way that I look at it, every hour that I'm spending with a client and it's, or, or a discovery call, and it's not a good fit is a client is, is an hour that I could have had another client, which is not the case at the moment. Don't need them, but oh, can't have them. But it's also an hour where I could have made more videos, could have made more content. I could have planned more content. I could have done some more stuff to push the brand. It's you don't want to waste time with people who are not qualified. And this is a really, really important because it is an old sales thing that people do over and over again as they sit and they go, no such thing as a bad lead. Yes, there is. Absolutely, there is. No, no, there's not, no such thing as a bad lead. There is bad leads. They are not good. You are not. You're, gone are our days of Connells and Countrywide and Just Mortgages when we're just running the clock out and seeing anybody and we're going to get our salary. That's, what, that's how it felt. That's what it was when I was at Connells. I know exactly what it's like. But when you're self-employed, that is your time. You could be with your kids if not. So make sure that you are setting up some sort of system. Now, there is a calendarly booking system that you can use. That You, know, you can use calendarly for that, create small fat fines. It's all there. It's all, you know, it's very simple to do. You've got to create a system that qualifies them because then you can identify, okay, this person hasn't got a deposit. My favorite one. That's the easiest question. It's like, how much money do you earn? How much deposit do you have? What is the type of house you're trying to buy? Do you have any bad credit? That's all like the four questions I need to know. Really? There's others as well. Obviously there's about 10 all in all, but those are like the four just to give you a clear, give you a clear idea straight away. They give you a clear idea. If you're like, okay, I, I, that, that, that just doesn't work. One of the ones I spoke to is a great, advisor who said this, one of the questions they have is, would you work with an advisor who charges a fee? This is a very well-known advisor that does this, a very successful advisor in, in, in the kind of content space. And they were saying, would you, they have a question there is, would you work with an advisor who, who um, doesn't charge, a, who, who charges a fee? And if the, if it says no, they instantly, once they've submitted it, they instantly get an email back saying, thank you so much for that form. You do not qualify as we are a fee charging service. Done. Like, would, you know, crisis averted. So we need to be more strict with it because that's why you'll be getting frustrated with your selling. Because if you're dealing with clients that you don't like or time wasters, then I often speak to people and they'll go, oh, yeah, but, but like everybody I get, they're just not very good. And I'm like, that's because you're, you're doing it wrong. It's not their fault. And I have this in myself. One thing that I'm really, really strict on for myself is if and, and there'll be people maybe watching this or listening to this who is, might even apply to you. If you come onto my calls and you are not the right client for me, one or two things happens. Either you've identified that, and sometimes if I know you, I'll be like, yeah, can't let's jump on the call. Let's have a chat. It's fine. I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind at times, certain times. However, if, if I know you, you've been active in my lives and you're like, look, and I'm like, yeah, cool. No worries. Jump on. Let's see if it's a fit. And But you know, if not, I can point you in the right direction. But that's very rare. And I'd only do that for people who I have a, an initial relationship with, as in they've, inv they've invested in my brand, they've seen, they've been involved, they're talking lots. 
But I will very much. Um, I don't know where I was going with this one now. Are you talking about? Uh, oh, I've kind of lost my thing. Lost my train of thought with that. But I will, as I said, I won't. Um, I don't know. That's what I was going with it. Make sure you have a qualification process. That's what it is. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I've got lost my brain. I've, I've, I've literally had a, ch- a toddler that didn't sleep. So my brain's gone at that point. But those are the points, guys. So those, and this is where you can tell this is live. Wee! Um, so those are the main points, really, realistically, is if you're getting frustrated with selling, that's what it is. If you're getting frustrated with selling because you're seeing the wrong people, you're doing the wrong things, and then, you're, and then you're confusing it. That was it. It's fault. So if the client doesn't come in, that's where I knew where I was going now. So if a client comes in, it's the wrong fit. It's never their fault. It's my fault. The system wasn't robust enough. That's what it is. If it's my fault that if the system, if they come through and it's not very, and, and, and they were wrong, don't go and I have speak to advisor. Do this like all I do is get crap leads. No, 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 no. You, what are you putting in place that's going to filter them out? And one thing, one of my clients, Anish Patel, who's been who's worked with me for a long time. One thing that he's wonderful at doing is we would we would we'll we'll often sit back and go, what he's like he's like that person. I'm getting more of this and I'm not fine with that. Okay, cool. What stuff can we do to stop that? Instead of going, all it is right now is this. No, no, no. What can we do that stops those people? What can we do that's like makes it very clear to them that it's not the right fit. And then you won't get frustrated. And then someone like Anish, nearly everybody he sees in his, in, in his diary through Calendly is clients. They're good. They sign up. As we were saying, he said that pretty much everyone when I was speaking to him a couple of weeks ago, he was like, everybody signs up. That's pretty much where it is because, and it's not that he's some sort of superstar, it's that the system in place understands the fears, understands the, the solution, and has a process that, that whittles out all of the unqualified and kind of time wasters. So that by the time they get to him, it's not that he's seeing more people. It's just, that he's seeing better people. That's all it is. Okay. So he's not a busy fool. And I think that's the thing you got to look at. So that's today's episode. If you've enjoyed subscribe, wow, this is a long one. It's because I lost my brain. Um, this is a hard one to do. <laughs> I was literally was like, ah, oh. um, but guys have a wonderful Thursday when you listen to this or watching this. And if you're watching it on the replay or catching up, then enjoy it as well. And I'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now. 